From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Now, here are your hosts, Steve and Chris. That beat, that's that big, yeah. round table beat, bruh. <laughs> what up, mm-hmm. That's so What's going cool. on, Chris? How you doing? That's that beat. That's the beat when you know you're going to hear something real good coming blue out here. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. This is the Big Blue Round Table. Um, Steve and Chris doing it for you once again. This is the giant hour or so. Let's put it that way. So you guys could be interested. Don't turn the channel. We got a lot to talk about. <laughs> Anyway, you can find us anywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Bleed Blue Show, Bleed Blue Show, Bleed Blue Show, Bleed Blue. Put on the Bleed Blue Show. It's going to come up. You're going to see those big blue. You're going to see Bleed Blue. And you're going to see... Steve Azul is the host. What up, homie? How you feeling? Yo, it was good, man. Going to talk some big blue for 45 minutes. And then, um, of course, get to the rest of the NFL. Uh, just talk about different topics, different players, different teams. We started with our home team first. Uh, you know, I don't watch a lot of the news uh, news cycles, but I, I know what's going on because of the transaction wire. Follow that up. You're pretty much up to speed. And then, you know, because of Instagram, you do have a little bit more in-depth with what's going on in camp from a, a first eyes view. like, player accounts. So you could always use that as what you're seeing and what you're not seeing. So that I will give social media it's an advantage to know exactly from the player's perspective when they put put things together yeah. with what you see in the in camp. So but yeah man let's let's talk about it man. Uh, we had a full week of hockey mm-hmm. and basketball get to the football today. Uh so yeah let's uh let's chop it up man. Let's chop it up. Yeah well well you know I tell you uh I think I've, I've actually studied this, Steve, not officially scholastically or in school or anything. But, oh, but before I say anything, everybody, listen, 929-477-4171, 929-4017. So, sorry, 477-4171. I'm getting ahead of myself. That's the Bleed Blue Show number. Call in if you got an opinion on this. This is your show, Bleed Blue Show. This is for the fans. Um, you know, we're, we're like blue addicts, man. I mean... After the season's over, we're still reeling and we're watching our Super Bowl, we're watching our playoffs or whatever, whether we're in it or not. Then when the season's over, we're like still, you know, we're still hungover from our squad. So we're thinking mm-hmm. about uh, we're thinking about what we could do better. And then all of a sudden we're anticipating the draft so we can wait for the draft, wait for the draft. We're envisioning what's going on and who's going to be let go and who's going to be signed in, whether it's a free agent or not. Or not. Who's going to take this person's place? Who's going is to, this, is this cat leaving? Um and then the draft comes, and you get another high. And then after the high, you go, <sighs> and then for some reason, like a month later, Steve, here it comes again. <laughs> you need that fix. <laughs> you need that fix, man. You start looking at your jerseys that you're going to wear the next tailgate. You start thinking about what your travel plans are, and you're like, damn, I need my blue team. So what this is, ladies and gentlemen, this is a big blue remedy. This is Steve and Chris with the Big Blue Roundtable. And so, yeah, here we are. Um, you know, so as everybody knows, the big part right now is uh, 
Saquon Barkley, and now not Leonard Williams, who's like, hey, look, I don't want to jump around. He's literally said, I do not want to jump from team to team to team to team. I want to stay here. I want to be a part of this experience, which is wonderful because some of that, I'm, and I'm going to guess, I know he's his own grown man, but I'm going to guess that some of this is the influence of the, um, the, the coaching staff around them, which is, let me tell you, a gigantic influence for optimism in our camps, or actually for our whole franchise, Steve, with, the, with these guys who are who are nothing but po- has been nothing but positive since they've got here. And I'm talking about our general manager, I'm talking about our coordinators, and definitely our head coach, who has given an atmosphere in the camps of, you know, hey, listen, optimism, things are going to be rosy, things are going to be this, things are going to be that. So I'm believing in 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 in, in the. Uh, injection of love that they've given to our franchise. So that having mm-hmm. said that, we need one of our leaders or both or most of them to, to be here. And Barkley is probably job one, and I think they've addressed that or they're at least speaking about it, which is, what, which is positive. Um, he wants to be here. They want him here. This is a marriage made in heaven. This, our community needs him here. Um, and I just want to see this result. I know what he wants, and I don't think he's asking for too much as far as I'm concerned. Not me, you know, not, not considering what else the, uh, what else the, uh, well, the people in his position have, have, have asked for or, and received. So, you know, and I think it was um, Sexy Dex yesterday that said it just doesn't feel right without him here, meaning the camp. So, I don't know. What's your take on that, Steve? I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just All right, let's it around. Are you talking about Barkley? Uh, let's start with Barkley. Yeah, right now. Right now. All right, Barkley, let's rewind. Yeah. Let's, let's, go, let's rewind what happened in um, NFL draft when I went to that draft in Dallas. And we drafted behind the Browns. We selected Saquon Barkley at number two. And that day, we yep. talked about it on the show. We go in the archives. I said, this is, there's, going to, there's going to be a day you're going to have to pay this guy top dollar at a position in yep. the NFL that doesn't reap his value. That was a Gettleman draft right. pick. Gettleman thought it was a um, generational – He what he said is that – I'm paraphrasing. He said um, uh, if, if the guy you, – if you're going to draft a running back that high, you, you, you can envision him um, retiring his number in the Hall of Fame, something along those lines. But anyway, the That's point is that. you knew you're yeah. going to have to pay him someday. Following draft, you draft Daniel Jones, and mm-hmm. you got a new regime. New regime is not seeing the same things as what a David Gettleman would. Um, they mm-hmm. made their choice. They made their choice in paying the quarterback first. And honestly, that's an ego hit to NFL players in general. Maybe not necessarily Barkley, but Barkley's been kind of vocal out of the weeds. Things have been leaked to the um, to the press. But this is no surprise because because we this is something we've been saying on and off ever since he's been drafted. Um, Correct. And then if you understand the ins and outs of the business transactions of the NFL, like these smart fans on this platform that have come on over the years, no surprise, no surprise. Um, they right. are at, a, at crossroads. He wants Derek Henry money. He wants Christian McCaffrey money. That's going to mm-hmm. be tough. <laughs> That's going to be tough. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, at, and I've said it for years. I'm not going to be the one to say, okay, what a guy is worth and what he's not worth per se. It's more about is the team willing to pay what the player is actually seeking. 
And then I look at it at the July 17th deadline uh, as far as an extension to get off that franchise tag. I don't know, man. The answer is I don't know because there's different variables to this equation since he's been drafted. The big one is different manager or general manager. The guy that drafted him is not the regime and Joe Shane that's currently there. And then also we all know, Mm -hmm. and and, and this is the reason why you could replace that particular position so evidently and so quickly pretty much every four years, every four to five years. Yeah. So I, I my, my stance really doesn't have – it hasn't really changed. It's um, the Giants were going to come to this point, and they're, you know, as an organization, not the – you know, the, the, not Shane. Because Shane wasn't there. He didn't draft them. And Barkley is going to be frustrated because I'm not exactly sure how that this is going to go. But the franchise, as of right now, for one year, his market value is probably exceeding in a, on an annual salary. It's going to be higher than what he would probably would have gotten right now. But but the thing about that is the he wants a long term deal, so the money's going to overcome that one year. That's right. So, so that's the point. So he, he's franchised um, because of, you know they they chose quarterback. It's that simple. I know. Uh, he had his best rushing season last year, and he was the reason we made the postseason to be even to begin with. Um, what always sticks out to me was this one particular stat. Um, the Giants are 8-2 and two when he rushed for 70-plus yards last season, and they're 7-2 and two when he had 100-plus scrimmage yards. We were 0-3 when he rushed for less than 50 yards, proving that, yeah, the offense, he can take that to the negotiation table or, proving that the offense definitely went through him. And mm-hmm. um, that's one of the reasons he has leverage. The other thing about it is he never went anywhere. He stayed right where he was, and you and everyone has seen those the pictures of how cut this man is. He let everybody in New York know, I'm right here, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And that doesn't work well in far, as far as uh, popularity, which means popularity sometimes means doesn't mean shit for – it's not supposed to mean a, a great thing for us for a sports franchise sometimes in terms of what the inner, inner workings are with the um, with the front office and stuff. But it means something in New York, and that's going to be very interesting if this thing doesn't get resolved, to your point. 929 this is the Bleed Blue Show. We talk about – this is the roundtable. We talk about the moves and everything New York Giant-related. The great Manny Dogs has entered the picture. What's up, sir? You was going on, boy. <laughs> What's going on, what Manny? Dog, what's up? Manny, dog. What up, dog? Yeah, man. You know, what I'm just dog? out here, you know, being the champ. I'm out here being the champ. I got you. Yeah. We, 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 you, <laughs> you proved, proven that many, many times over. There was documented proof of that throughout social media. So <laughs> we'll talk about that later, you with your belt. But um, we're talking, yeah, we're talking but, about uh, Saquon Barkley, man. Chime in with yeah, that. I, here's, your take. here's my take on it. Here's my take on it, man. If he plays on the franchise tag, I think they said it's ten million, right? Mm-hmm. You get ten million right. for this year, ten point five, something like that. Whatever that right. amount is. But they're also saying then, in the same breath, because they franchise tag Tony Pollard. I don't know exactly. who on this planet would say they would equate Saquon Barkley to Tony Pollard. 
Now we see we're we're watching we're watching how their how the NFL is viewing the running back right into our eyes. The Vikings mm-hmm, just let mm-hmm. go of Dalvin Cook. Right, crazy, I right? know that people have been trying to even myself for a minute I thought about this this kinda looks like the Le'Veon Bell situation. But here's the difference. Le'Veon Bell had Big Ben. Le'Veon Bell had Antonio Brown. He had a great defense. They had a plethora of weapons on that Steelers team, which meant they could plug in just about anybody back there, which they showed with Connor the next year, get 1,400-something total yards, right? You take Saquon out of this offense, we are dead in the water. Yes. So when I think about is he worth, again, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Steve on, I don't like talking about how people are worth, but if I, if I just go skills, mm-hmm. it's him, Derek Henry, Chris McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara. When you, if you gave me a choice, out of those guys, I'm picking Saquon. So if mm-hmm. I'm picking Saquon, and, and, and he's already said he doesn't want to rewrite the market. He wants to be paid equal to a Chris McCaffrey or a Derrick Henry. You can't tell me the Giants, if they, um, he turned out $14 million is the rumor I think I heard or read, that there was $14 million that was turned down. You can't tell me right. the Giants can't come somewhere near 15, 15 five, front load the contract uh, uh, with a couple options, guaranteed 40 out of a maybe $65 million contract, guaranteed 40 to 50 of it. You can't tell mm-hmm. me that that's not a good bargaining chip and a good investment because the way they are projecting Daniel Jones, quote, unquote, to get better He's not going to get better if he doesn't have a run game. Period. Point blank. They are. Yes, they, they. If you if you watch that whole season, they dumbed down the playbook the entire year to the end of the year. Right. And that entire year, they opened up the playbook, and it was solely based on defenses keying Saquon. So they opened up the playbook for Daniel Jones, and he thrived towards the end. So with all that and, today, give that man that money, man. Give that man that money. Come, he's, he doesn't seem to be a person who's about the money. He's about the respect part. That's what he keeps saying. If you yeah. offer somewhere between 15, 15 and a half, I think you got, I think you got your running back. I okay. agree wholeheartedly with your – your your stance, your opinion. I gotta I do want to uh, spin off of some of this stuff, and I want to fill in some um, some um, fillers from like what the naysayers or the fans are saying in general. Right. Especially right. when it comes about Blue Number Eight. We we dubbed him Blue Number Eight two weeks ago. That's his new name, right. Blue Number Eight. Um, <laughs> Blue Number Eight. See, when we said at the end of the year after losing to Philly, I said we all said it, but. Well, we go back in archives. However, you know, I said it. Everybody said it. Carl said it. Everybody said it. That 
They're going to have to make a decision. They chose blue number eight over 26, and that is a slap in the face to 26 because, to me, that's the respect. They're saying we respect that guy to get a deal done faster than number 26. But to your point, Manny Dogan, I agree. And this is where I have arguments with Giants podcasters and guys doing the things we do. Giants fans, you know, they're saying Daniel Jones is going to – uh, progress even more now with these quote-unquote new weapons, and I'm not buying that. And I want him to do well, I'm but either. I'm just being honest as a millennial Giants, because once you sign up for a team, you're there for life. That's why I stick around for these teams. You know, and That's what we signed up for. But the point is, you are right. They dumbed down the playbook for him, and it may look like he's doing better than what the fans mm-hmm. think he is doing. And that's why, and that's why, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm seeing. And this is, I think, where DBC or you, or you, Manny and Chris, and I want Daniel Jones to do well. But the point is, they chose blue number eight over Saquon, and that, that, that to me, that's the disrespect right there. There's no way around it. <coughs> remember, Chris, I know we could go to you real quick. Because this is what the point DB was saying two weeks oh, no, ago. I'm okay. He said, yeah. and he's right. When Aaron Rodgers became a New York Jet, I know I'm going to another team, but here's the point. He, the, being the face of a franchise, he's seen all over the city. He's at Nick Gaines. He's at these different places being visible. That was what Barkley was doing for years with the Giants. That's right. But you don't ever see Daniel right. Jones at these places, and they still chose blue number eight over 26. And, and I get yeah, that with this running back market. So the Giants were in a, a conundrum with this new management, and I'm not saying they made the right or wrong decision. It's just the reality of how certain players, and especially in, in the ego driven sport, that they're going to take it like that. So I'm not buying it. Yeah, I agree. Right. I don't see how Daniel Jones could do even better without number 26. How? How? You ain't going to get an argument out of me. I agree 1,000% with both of y'all. I want to throw this. Um, I want to throw do – you know, do you know B. John Robinson – of the Falcons yep. is going to get $13.7 million this year. That makes my stomach hurt. Then it's, yes. How many, how, how's his career ended up so far? Okay. Then it's McCaffrey, Kamara, Aaron Jones, Nick well, Chubb, Henry, Mixon. Then Barkley and Jacobs and Pollard are tied. That's disrespectful to me. Oh, can I say something about that? Manny mentioned yeah. it, um, or I mentioned it in the early. I want you. We can go right back to you. That Christian McCaffrey situation is exactly why I said what I said about the Giants early on in the season. Problem was the Giants were a victim of their own success. On the field, they were winning games because if they were losing games, it would have made it a lot easier to get something back for Saquon Barkley in the trade. This is the reason why the Carolina yeah. Panthers were easily they could easily move Christian McCaffrey to a contender like the Niners so he could get his paper, his his back. That's the issue the Giants were in because they jumped off to a what, six and two start or something like that. And it would have looked kind of crazy, especially for a team. See, if the Giants were running Matty Jones, what you doing, man? What you doing? Hold on, let's put him on mute. We'll put him on We'll, we'll put on me. We'll bring him back on. So it would have looked crazy if the Giants were – hold on. It you got – no, you go. You go. No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying real quick. The Giants haven't been uh-huh. winning. So if they, if they were a team that was always consistent getting out to 6-2 and two for like the last five years, it probably would have been easy to, to trade Barkley. Say, hey, man, we've been winning, you know. 
We trade you, right. but remember he had the, he had the, he had the ACL injury, and without him they struggled. Mm-hmm. But now you got him back after a full year after recovery of the knee injury. It, it, it actually leverages in Barkley's favor. Like, hey man, you know we've been, we've been winning since I've been in this final. Go ahead and your, your thoughts. Go ahead, Chris. Um, no, no, I, I agree. But here, here's my thing about with the numbers I just gave you. What's really what really really got um, um, Barkley pissed off was okay he didn't get his multi he's supposed to get a multi year deal okay we know that Kamara has one Henry McCaffrey et cetera et cetera we got that okay but out of everyone out of the, um, the new the, the quarter I mean the running backs that just got multi year deals the Miles Sanders one is the one that really really pissed the cap the Barkley cap off it's a four year deal for twenty five million dollars. With the car, with the Panthers that he got by leap, um, after he left the Eagles, the reason it, it, it pissed him off is because that deal was completed quickly, quickly, Steve, and you know that that was completed just I think a week. Let me let me let me I have to check it, but I think it was a week or three days before Daniel Jones's money, and that's it. When you when you have that. That camp, you're the player. You have that, that your team with you. You know your agent, your, your your managers, your financial director, and all that kind of stuff. And you have a little production company or whatever you got, which whatever um, whatever kind of corporation that um, um, Saquon Barkley has. Everybody's in your ear. You guys feel it together. And that's that's what pissed them off. It was the brevity of how Miles Sanders got signed. His old understudy. He, he just bam. He got his money just like that. Now you can argue. Well, look, the Panthers are in a different place. Mm, yeah, true. You could argue that. Yeah, yeah. But you also got to remember, to your earlier point and Matty Dawson's earlier point, dude, you knew this was a, this was going to be a priority before last season. You know, so, but and that's okay. Then it brings us to someplace else. Yes, this was a, another regime, but. Was it was it Joe Shane's priority, or was or is his hands being held as um as a, as a certain um a New York Giant official alluded? I mean, uh, what do you want to call him? Uh, um, um, management person alluded to, you know. So I don't know what's going on. But one thing we we know for sure since we spent enough time on the subject, they got to resolve this quickly. I well, lie. You cannot make I would him think, any more angrier than you are. I would, I would, I would oh, think yeah. like like what Manny Dawson said. We, I think his value is up there with the top guys in the league. Amal Sanders is only getting six point three million six point three million dollars a year. We're not signing. Or I would think the oh not the Giants. I would think Saquon Barkley is asking for six million seven million dollars. He's asking for almost two and a half million two two and a half times more than that. That's the issue. And as you already know, we just said it. Christian McCaffrey's going. They're yeah. in the market for a running back, and he's only getting paid right. six point three million dollars. And, and then also Philadelphia let him walk. That shows that goes to show. Let's like, say, man, we don't need you. We, you. we drafted you. You can walk. We don't even have to trade for you. Or trade you off, like well, go ahead. We don't even want nothing back. So yeah, you're right. It's a different, yeah. a little bit of different situation because economic different situation need. Yeah, t- totally different. Yeah. Um. So anything he else? Uh, money. I get it. Oh, listen, yeah, you're right. He, he should have. Well, it, I think 
do you let me ask Manny Dawes, do you think Barkley, if he wanted Christian McCaffrey's money, and I'm pretty sure Barkley and his agent, maybe during the year, last season, during the season, they did you think they would have entertained a trade behind the scenes with management? Or they just say, we're going to play it out and you pay me what I'm old? Or like, how did that conversation went? Because I, I'm I'm very convinced that Barkley, if he was traded, he would have got his money by now. Like like McCaffrey. Problem is, Giants were winning games. And it would have looked kind of crazy to, to the fans. Not to me. Because honestly, I would I would understood the business part of it. Because I've seen it with other teams over the years. But fans would have been irate. Season tickets, hey, man, we ain't been winning. Why the hell are you trading them now? You know what I'm saying? So, like, so right. that's why they right. held on I to see, it. I see like this. I, I see in that situation, uh, uh, I believe Barkley believes in the New York Giants administration and the staff. They said from the beginning they're going to build around Barkley and Daniel Jones. Yep. From the very beginning of his signing as a rookie, said, I'm not here to worry about my salary. I'm going to play. Everything else will take care of itself. He's been saying that since he walked through them doors. He's been a team guy. He's been a Giants guy. If you wanted to map out a Giants guy, Saquon is a Giant guy. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think Giants are a playoff team? Do you think the same way a lot of Niners took a chance on McCaffrey to pay that. You don't think there's another playoff team that would jump at the chance to give Barkley that money? So when we talk about, like, the market, I understand the market value of what the running back is. But what mm-hmm. that, what we're talking about is 24 average to good running backs and then eight elite. So because there's right. 24 average – that's going to bring down the market. That's going to bring down the market, but that doesn't bring down the value of a player, the impact of a player. And when we're looking at it, this is something that the giant regime said, the new regime, we're going to build around Barkley and Jones. He took their word and now it's time to put their money uh, where their mouth is at. Well, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, you got to put up a shut-up. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. If they, let him, if they let him be a free agent, think a Chiefs would give him his money? You don't think the the the, the Eagles <laughs> would jump at the chance to go stick oh, it Lord, to him? Mercy. You don't think uh, uh, the Cowgirls would say, oh, we got Lord. rid of Ezekiel, we will jump all over this? You don't think that's going to happen? Lord have mercy. Oh, absolutely. Lord absolutely. There are we, suitors. We can, there are definitely suitors. The, Gi- the Giants can act like, you know, that, and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm never going to go against Joe Shane right now because he's been showing and proving. But right now, yeah. he's got to make something happen because you've asked this guy the same way they've been like, Daniel Jones, he's done everything we've asked him to do. He's done everything we've asked him to do. If you don't remember, the first, after the first game, what was Dabo's first statement in the press conference? Thank God for 26, huh? You guys remember that? That was his yes, first statement. Thank God for 26. Mm-hmm. The first thing he said. Yep. So at that point, he earned his contract. 
at that point, when you realize as a head coach, this is my guy. He didn't say thank God for eight. Whenever they ask about Daniel Jones, you know what they both say, Shane and Debo? They both say, he's done everything we've asked him to do. He's, that's what they say. When it comes to Saquon, the language is different. Thank God for yes. that guy. You need to have a guy like that on your team. He's, he's this, he's that, he's this, he's that. You could see it on mm-hmm. Debo's face when they ask him the questions, how frustrated he gets, because he wants Saquon in that room. That's right. So it, this is one of those things where guys are going to have to bite the bullet or do the other thing, release him and watch him get paid and destroy us for the next however many years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Timing is everything. Yep. Timing is everything. Time's everything. Okay. Um, okay. I, I don't want to go back to, let's say, weeks five-ish, six-ish, seven-ish last year when I said, hey, man, they could get a lot back from him if he really wants his paper. And they were hedged on winning because, let's be real, it feels good to win. It's an emotion, right? We fans, yeah. right? Imagine the season ticket holders, the management winning for the first time, over well over 500 for the first time in years. Like, Hey, man, let's roll the dice and see where this can go. And um, But you know there was always a trade-off to that, and this is the trade-off. This is why we're here talking about it to this day. Like, we knew this was going to happen. So, so um, Dan, you, you're right, man. He goes, 100%. They have to put up or shut up. You can't go to the public with the word jargon and in the and the, uh, the used car salesman about, hey, he's around, he, we, we're basing this franchise around him. Show us. Make work your salary cap yeah. magic. You were in salary cap purgatory this time last year. You still are in a way in a little bit. We see Dexy gets his money. We seen uh, Daniel Jones yep. get his money. The guy you chose. You mean that number eight is see, mm-hmm. when, the timing is everything to me because you're saying to me when it comes to timing and signing these guys, we value this guy over this guy at any time, no matter yeah. what their market value at that that's, position. That that exactly. I mean, that's just. I mean, that's just that's basic economics to me. Yeah, they're just that's yeah. a slap in the face to Saquon, man. Very much so. But let me, uh, gentlemen, let me let me say this. Let me switch to another mm-hmm. player that we have. Okay, who? so who, who, who? so um, last year, <laughs> um, Leonard Williams, who's only twenty eight years old. He injured his neck last year. He missed five games. The first game he ever missed, first games he ever missed due to injury. He's been in um, eight years now, right? His neck, all right? Now, he deemed his neck good after off-season arrest and rehab. He said uh, something to the degree that now he's getting older, that's something he has to pay more attention to, his recovery, his body, and all this kind of stuff. He's due to make $18 million in base salary, and that's a 32 point. Where is it at? Hold up. 32. 32, 30, Yeah, against the cap. That's, his, his cap is the yep. third largest in the league behind Patrick Mahomes and Ryan Tannehill for some reason. Uh, that's their yep. business. I'm, uh, okay. Anyway. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, what about, he, he, said, he said there hasn't been much in, in terms of extension talks. What's y'all's take on that? I mean, what do you, what do you, what would you do with him right at this point, man? I, he wants to be here. He's mentioned Sexy Dexy and a few other people. He wants. He loves the. He loves the um, the franchise. He loves his teammates. He's here, but he's expensive. What are we gonna do? Uh, Manny Dawes go first, but I already know my answer. 
And, 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 he, and he went the long term, by the way. Hold on, man. Are we, are, I, 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 missed, I missed it. Who, who are we talking about? Leonard Williams. Oh, 33 yeah. million okay. again. Yeah. yeah. I, I got an answer for that. that that's a no-go. <laughs> that's a no-go. <laughs> and, and, and I'll tell you why. He, he did amazing for us. And, and this is. This is kind of the, the – he's followed the history of signing a big contract at the defensive linemen. Right. Defensive linemen are notorious for signing a big contract and then taking a shit after that. Mm-hmm. They seem to just fade off into oblivion. And then he starts coming on right when – you know, when, when it's when – it's, when it's child time, when it's time to eat, they yep. start coming on. Yep. Remember Olivier Vernon? Right? Oh, Remember that? Well, was a lot of oh, wasted yes, money on, on potential sacks and hurries. And then garbage time sacks. Leonard Williams is a good player. He's a very good player. Can, if you look at, if you take Leonard Williams out of that defense, is it the same effect as if you took Saquon Barkley out of the office. Oh, Absolutely hell no. Absolutely not. No. So, and we showed we could do well without Leonard Williams when he was hurt last year. There and that's go. another yep. issue even having is staying <laughs> healthy. Yeah. So I think ultimately with the, with the, with the, uh, 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 the resurgence of maybe uh, Zimenez, we signed a bunch of D tackles already. The writing's mm-hmm. on the wall for Leonard Williams. There's not going to be an extension. The writing's on the wall nope. already. I wouldn't be surprised. Excuse me. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they didn't trade him or let him go, you know, for for something for something else. Because the 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 talent that we have defensively, as far as pass rusher goes, because really mm-hmm. he's an interior pass rusher is what he is. He's not right. he's not your true blue defensive end. He's an interior pass rusher. Correct. Um, right. He 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 can be valuable somewhere else, but I don't see him getting an extension. I I wouldn't I wouldn't spend money on Leonard Williams when you just gave Dexy a whole bunch of bread, and you just brought yep. in some veterans and some young D linemen. Plus you got Thibodeau who's going mm-hmm. to go on the top. Ojalari. So you don't need Leonard Williams for sacks this year. What you need is him and Dexy or your two D tackles. Which are actually defensive ends in the in the scheme, but they're defensive tackles. Um, you need them to be run stoppers and edge setters. You don't need them to be sack guys. Your sacks got to come from Thibodeau, Ojolari, Zimenez, uh, maybe some from 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 the middle linebacker spot as well. Uh, with uh, Okereke and and. Uh, They've been talking about, oh, boy, Micah McFadden's been taking starting reps in the middle with, with yeah. you know, Cherokee. So those are the guys that are going to get you the sacks. Your three defensive linemen need to be run, stopper, edge setters. And Leonard Williams is going to be on the outside looking in when it comes to salary. Chansky. <laughs> Listen, man, you guys ever watch these um, 
these game shows. Uh, you ever watch those shows? The Weakest Link. Yeah, listen, man. If we were playing The Weakest Link, you got Barkley up there, and Leonard Williams up there. You got to choose one. Bye, Leonard. You got to go, ball. You got to go. Now, Manny Dawes gave all the reasons on the field. You know, you know let's look at it management-wise, you know, uh, in, in up, upstairs and, you know, calculating the numbers. The, listen, the Giants are still in salary cap purgatory. They have got to get out of that. And this is a big way to get out of it. Like you said, the $32 million cap hit is third in the league. That's right. At a guy who's like in his yeah. ninth year in the league at a position which historically has shown mm-hmm. most guys at that position will regress. Probably after year six. He's in year nine or ten or something like that. So he's already past his peak per, per se as far as what the average lineman um, no, 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 he's got to go. He's <laughs> like, no, this, this is why you need to, you got to keep that salary cap intact as possible. This is what, what Kenny Galladay had like a 14 and a half, something like that. Oh Deb cap. We had all those guys trying to get off the books. Oh. Uh, Kadarius Tony is at 4 million. No, you got to, no, listen, man, we have got to move him. You got to get away, get, get away from it. it. This is about business as well. We got to be logical with our moves. And I understand all the draft equity at the time with Gettleman with the Jets, but it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, you got to preserve your salary cap, man. You can't go there with a long-term extension on an older guy like this, man. It's not a knock to him. It's business, bro. This is business. Don't do it, Giants. Yeah. Don't do it. All right. And last thing I will say, I, I'm with you. Let me let me just say that uh, <laughs> Leonard Williams. Hey, Thanks for the service. Thanks for the service, Brian. But you look. You talking about thirty-two million? Thirty-two, bro. That's that's another. That's um. What is that? That is that's best. That's that's defensively on in our that's secondary, which I think we need the most help. Even though we we've gotten some really good studs back there lately, I just nah, man. He's got to go, man. End of story. We got to spend. How old is he? Like twenty-nine, twenty. How old is he? Like twenty-eight. He's 29? twenty-eight right now. It's twenty eight. So right and let's, let's 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 calculate his years and like real human years. Like Manny Dogs is an athlete. We're not gonna real count human Manny years. Dogs. He 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 he, he doesn't. Me and you, Chris. You know we are a real age chronologically from the day we are born. Dexter Williams. Yeah. Let's if I mean that's Dexter Williams. Um, Leonard Williams is he like twenty eight? Probably in human years after all the beating and. The wears and tears. I know you lift up, you know, the oh, conditions shit. and all that. He's probably like 35 in human years, man. Leonard Williams, yeah, but he in football years, is uh, football years, 172 <laughs> years old. That, mm. You're talking about a neck injury, man. It, it could be any day. Uh, It'll bring down. Any day. No warranty. And he plays the most violent position in the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh, no way, dude. Thank you, but no thanks. I look, love no love his contribution, but Leonard Williams is is one injury away from looking like Joe Biden. That, that's what. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Leonard, Damn. Leonard. Damn. <laughs> he gonna be God. falling off. Like, it's gonna hey, be bad, yo, man. Hey. Like, in football years, he's right. I mean, because there's the most football years, of the, In football of the years, he is 194 years old. Damn. Mm-mm-mm. 
Look, man, okay, well, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, real quick, real quick to all you Giants fans out here, 929-477-4171. Um, rest in peace, Homer Jones. He was our stud. You know what? Until Steve Smith in 2009, he was our last, would you believe he was our last Pro Bowl wide receiver? And that was in like in 1967. <laughs> He was a stud. He scored. He led the league in 12, touch, 12 touchdown receptions that year from Fran Tarkenton, um, who was another Hall of Famer, as we know. Um, Homer Jones invented the spike. The same shit with these, these celebrations that you see in the end zone, he basically started that. Homer Jones started that because at the time there was a trend going on, y'all, where after somebody scored, well, and I think it started with Gail Sayers, after somebody scores a touchdown, they used to throw the ball up in the stands. And the NFL started coming down on that. Roselle said, stop, stop, you know, throwing our slipping balls up in the stands and shit. And so all the, all the NFL players sort of like protested before there was a players association. And Homer Jones, Homer Jones caught an 82-yarder, man, against the Smeagles. <laughs> and he, in Philly, and he went down there at the end of the zone, and instead of handing it to the referee or throwing it in the stands, he took the shit and he slammed that shit in the end zone, and it became fashionable. So that's where the spike comes from. Him, he's the one who invented. Um, he's, a, he's a long time Giants fan, and um, quick, he died uh, at eighty two. Quick archive, quick archive plug that I remember years ago. Remember Chris when we used to do this platform on the all season on Saturdays. You had did a, yeah. a uh, um, uh, you did a, 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 a history lesson. You used to go through a lot of old school mm-hmm. giant players from back in the day. You talked about yeah, Homer Jones yeah. years ago. So yeah, I remember that. I remember you was telling you know, teachers. Yeah. You know that was the real professor days when we were on Saturdays in the all season, dedicated to this. That, shit. No, you know what I'm <laughs> he, beat, he beat Bob Hayes one on one in a hundred yard dash. Yes, he did. He was that Damn. bad. He's two years old, man. And he had lung cancer. He ended up being a chronic smoker. Who would you believe that? I don't know. But he was at every mm. giant game. He was a giant fan to, to the end. So big ups to him. Big ups to him. But mm. we're giant fans today. We're still here. Let's, what else is going on around the league, fellas? Not, oh, everybody, nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one. You're listening to the Believe Blue Show with, with Steve. I'm the professor, Steve Azul is here, Manny Dogs is here. We're talking about everything Giants right now, but we need to move around this NFL a little bit and see what's what. Um, I, I have I'm, a question for Manny Dogs. Okay. We we talked about it two weeks ago. want to get his opinion on, on the air. The new kickoff rule. I saw uh, Pat Cordell Patterson didn't really – he was kind of neutral on the new kickoff rule. I know me and DB and, and the professor were anti-new rule, but many does. What's your thoughts on that new yeah. kickoff rule as far as, you know, bringing yeah. it up to the 25 on fair catches and stuff like that? Listen, man. Let's just go back to <laughs> – what in front of the like building that, and throwing the ball off, just just throw the ball off. How about that? Just throw, have the quarterback throw the ball. <laughs> Even do that, I got a better way. I got a better kickoff strategy. Kick the ball. When the returner catches the ball, the kickoff team yells, red light, green light, one, two, three. And when they turn around, <laughs> you got to stop. And wherever you end up at, that's where you get the ball. 
Like, what are we doing, man? What are we doing? Like, like, it's not, the, the, it's, it's, it's trying to cut down concussions. Has it? No, it has not. No. Mm-mm. It has not Mm-mm. cut down concussions. What about the loss of do, do the XFL shit that they do. Do that then. Let me let me ask you this. Not that you're I agree with you. But when it comes to the NFL and I know they have buku money, they have it's all about following the money when it comes to things like this. So yeah, the concussions. What about the lawsuits that they probably trying to cut down on the you know, the money going out the door, you know, settlements and shit like that. You think that has anything to do with this? Because it it really makes no sense if the a lot of the coaches disagree with it. Why how did this shit get approved? Like who's signing off on this? Dude, that's you what follow I'm the saying. Money, at the end of the day, yeah, you follow the bread. I agree 100%. But what they're trying to do is what they're phasing out what they believe is the least important part of the game. But if they if they can't figure it out, that when is the crowd the most excited in a football game? Opening kickoff. kickoff. Opening kickoff. So you mean to tell me you want to put a fair catch rule? You could always fair catch the kickoff. That's always been the rule. But now you get you automatically get at the 25. If you nail it, you well, get at the 25. The, it, well, the answer it, to it, that is, is off season, though, on, or, or off the field. Because the reason why the fans at MetLife are thoroughly excited opening kickoff because they were just with Chris at the tailgate in J5. Just partying up for four hours before the game with the, the Professor Chris. So they came into MetLife really amped, excited. Listen, that's because uh, uh, Chris was out mm-hmm. there giving them that, that, that ooh-wee. He was giving them that ooh-wee out there. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, man, like, like they, they to me they're just scapegoating one part of the game. Um, they're yes. scapegoating what they feel is the most the least important part of the game, but that's really one of the most exciting parts of football is the kickoff, the kickoff kick return, the punt punt return. Uh, if anything, like I, I don't know, man, maybe maybe just stop kicking, get rid of kickers, and just go to throw offs and do red light green light. I like that idea. I was gonna- Way better. They might come to a point ten years from now. If they keep on moving the goalposts, uh, removing special teams, and yo, we might have mm-hmm. a reduction of rosters, man. We might see a point mm-hmm. where we might have to see the NFLPA step in and say, "Hey, man, you know you you you're cutting off money miles to feed at this point because some of these cats need to rely on special teams to get paid. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, let, let, we believe in health, but." Are you come, you're going to cut it to a point, it could get to a point, like you said, they're going to eliminate kickoffs altogether. And if you do that, you don't need an extra six, seven players on the roster. Like, I, you're right. kind of playing with NFL players' pockets at this point. Who, 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 that 50, you know, that 45th man that made the team or the extra guy that's on yep. the uh, practice squad, like, you're, you're really taking with this now. I would be concerned if you right. got borderline guys trying to make it, you know? Right, correct. 100%. I agree. 100%. You know, 100%. Now, Matthew Slater went off, though. I didn't hear what uh, Cordell Patterson said, but I know Matthew Slater was irate. He he went on and on. He said, what about 
with a lot, y'all got other things to worry about, you know. How about these retirees fighting for health care beyond five years after retirement or players jumping through the loops, who, through hoops for the disability benefits? And he just went, he just mm-hmm. stone, stone went blank, man. He's like, what about some Thursday night football games with synthetic turf? Y'all ain't say nothing about that. I know you go, he just snapped. And I was like, yo, I got you, bro. I understand that, you know. So, hey, you know, nobody, you know what, they're going to the NFL publicity department will say one thing, but nobody's happy about this rule, and and Goodell knows that. So I don't know. I, I, I what, what can we do right now, man? Okay. Yeah. So, let's, Good point. We don't talk about these running backs. We don't talked about um, yeah, and the salary. We don't talked about Leonard Williams. Uh, any more Giants news that y'all? Anything Giants y'all want to bring up? Um, um, I, I think like, we, I love that. Yeah, I got nothing really, yeah. honestly. I mean, we kind of looked at it. Okay, the last couple, a couple of weeks, Daniel Jones, the Saquon Barkley, the cornerbacks, and the, the linebackers. I mean, mm-hmm. it, let's ask this: If Manny Dawes has anything extra to fill in with the Giants, and then we could really branch off yeah. to the rest of the league. I'm cool. So if he has anything he wants to say about the Giants, anything you know, area, whatever, that's cool. We get his thoughts. Um, I'm just, you know, as far as my, my, my big blue record crew goes, man, I, I'm just hoping that they get this shit a lot. It still is a lot of excitement, a lot of buzz about the new faces, um, a lot of buzz about the direction of the team. Um, I just think they got to they gotta fix out this financial situation, man. I, I, I really do. Um, I think we're going to – we're on we're on an upward trajectory, man, and something like this can derail it, man. It really can. Um, again, I feel like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm Saquon's agent, but at the end of the day, he's not just a football athlete player. He's a locker room leader. Uh-huh. He's, he's, he's a giant guy, right? He's he's cut from the same right. cloth in my eyes as a Lawrence Taylor, a Phil Simms, a Carl Banks, uh-huh. a Landon Marshall. He's those guys uh-huh. from that cloth. Right. So I, I hope we figure that part out. But I'm still excited, man. The Giants, uh, at uh, what is it? A uh, Wheaton Ford. He he's making a lot of noise. Um, and it seems like in, in this OTA and in in, in the camp, um, we hit home runs with all the draft picks. They are performing in practice, and that's yes. awesome to hear. Yeah, I know. That's what I was gonna say. You hit me right there, man. All every one of these guys came to play this year. And you know what? It helps to have a wonderful atmosphere with your with your coaching with your coaching crew, like these guys are hands on the way they are um, um, dealing with these dudes. I mean, you got guys laughing now. Michael McFadden's out there laughing. Bellinger, I just like I just like what what they're doing, and it has nothing. You know, every, everything about it is going to be upbeat, and I and that's a really good look going into a season where. You know, we still have a little bit of uncertainty, mostly because of this Barkley situation. So, ah, I, hey, man, look, I, I, I think we're going to be all right. I think we are, but uh, never mind. I promised I wouldn't go into big blue blue number eight guy. I, I went now, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't do it. I don't have the strength. But um, what I was going to tell you, I was going to tell you something. Uh, well, actually, I was going to say that, Manny Dawes. I was going to talk about 
the fact that uh, Mr. Hyatt is getting a lot of love in camp right now. Um, everybody's high on him. Um, my man from Houston, that I can't remember his name, Javarius Owens is the name. That dude is really surprising everyone, but he really shouldn't because he's he's definitely put the high, the best the best competition in the, in the Southwest for a while now, man, with the Texas A and M's and, the, and these guys. So it's not like you know, and and he's been a four year starter out there. So it's not like he's just you know, green as a fuck. Dude, dude's been playing some heavy lot, heavy heavy top notch ball out there against the best schools. So I'm not surprised at that. Um, who else? Who else? There's somebody else that's smashing camp up that I can't think of right now. Jump in if you remember. Uh, uh, sheesh. Somebody the else. Oh, somebody else. The Deontay? Yeah, Deontay. Deontay. Thanks. Um, hold on. Okay, sorry. I had, I had a problem here with my screen. Um, people are, yeah, so we're, we're doing all right, man. We're, we're doing okay. I, I like what I'm hearing. I just right now I need I need to see these guys in action. I need a preseason game, and that's a couple of months away. Oh, Eric Gray, Eric Gray, that's what I was talking about. Eric Gray is, is again no surprise. Here he is in camp doing the damn thing, you know, um, outrunning everyone, doing doing some strength strength skill um strength drills that nobody knew he could do. Hey. I'm loving it. I'm loving that. We we got a lot going on go, right now, and I think it's all positive. So let's keep it moving, bro. That's all I gotta say. So I have a what question for you guys. Just, yeah, I was gonna get yeah. to that. I was gonna ask you, who, who's a team outside of the squad we root for? Just pick any team that's the sleeper going into next year. Are we looking at somebody, let's say, of Detroit. Uh, I'm trying to think of any teams in the. Uh, is a sleeper in reg- I mean, I think they'll be better, of course. I mean, now they got a quarterback, of course. Like that was like the missing thing. Uh, uh, Detroit, I, what about? Um, I'm not not Oakland or not Oakland, Las Vegas. I was gonna say um, Baltimore. How do you feel about the Ravens in general? You know, now they got Lamar to that big contract. Uh, the wide receivers they drafted is a Flowers, uh, JD Gobbins. They, they got OBJ, right. So what are your thoughts on the Ravens? Yeah, and the and, and they raving about OBJ right now. They loving OBJ they in camp right now. So the Ravens, the Ravens are going to be – so I don't know if they'll be sleepers because I, I don't think anybody slept on them. Um, I, I think one mm-hmm. team that, that is going to be a, a, a sleeper is going to be the Colts. I think oh, the Colts God are going to be the You said it again. You said it again. You said it again. You go first. Now, I was going to say something about that, man. Oh. I, I think they got, they got the, 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 the quarterback with the highest ceiling in the draft. Yes. Um, yes, yes, they yes. got a They got a, they got a, a great running back in, in Taylor, in JT. Um, yep. They still got a really good defense. I think they're going to be tough, man. I really do. I think they're going to be tough. The offensive line is still stopped. They were banged up last year. Um, this year they're going to come out, and, and they're going to shock some people. I think they're going to be this year's sleeper. You, you think Taylor's going to sit out? You think Jonathan Taylor's going to sit out? He's kind of in that 
Saquon Barkley uh, situation with the contract because you know I don't know what these agents who they directly have, but he wanted his paper rightfully so. But I thought he was still under the rookie option. Right, right. I think he's. I I, I, I was gonna he, say. Steve, I, I think, think he's still he, under his rookie year. option contract. Yeah. So yeah. he's gonna have to play so. that out anyway. I don't think mm-hmm. if Jonathan Taylor held out, I don't think it's gonna work in his favor. I really don't. He is. He's he's had no. two good years, but I don't think it works out in his favor at all. No. Mm-hmm. No. But if he stays there, let me let me tell you what I see out there. Damn, Colts, man. Goddamn, many dogs. Oh, it does it every time. Okay, this is what I think. I honestly think, I know the spotlight's on Bryce Young, my boy, and I think he'll probably be one of these guys that is going to probably get sacked 40 times this year, and it's not going to be his fault. But Anthony Richardson, who plays more of like an all-encompassing style of football than Young does, if he plays the entire season, there is no way he won't amass a more glamorous of statistical profile than Young. Young's more of a pocket passer. Anthony Richardson is going to electric our motherfuckers. Anthony you know, Richardson is going to be like Cam Newton, man. When exactly. Cam Newton first came in? I was going to say, like when Robert Griffin first came in. I was going to say, I was thinking like that. But, yeah, yep. that's exactly. Yep. And, you know, we'll come away with a – look, let me tell you something. Anthony Richardson is going to electrify the NFL. And speaking of the Colts, I got another prediction. Now, the Colts was one of the worst teams in the league last year. And when they put fucking Jeff Saturday on the sidelines, I said, man, see, y'all have hit rock bottom. This dude was doing TV last night. He, y'all got him. He, he did He, he did be – um. Uh, who was it? They they did beat uh, the Vegas. Remember that first game? They the played first, Vegas. They played um, the first like game Daniel. Won, and he, and got he, lost, he got that win. He got that win. Then he lost seven straight. Then he lost seven straight, and including got, the the biggest comeback loss in NFL history. Right. Against right, right, um, right. the Vikings. Right. Right. Let me right. tell you something. Yeah. I bet you this cat, Stane Shaten or whatever his name is, I, I, I think he's going to turn that team around. You can tell by the energy that kind of Manny Dogs just alluded to. There's a different look over there now. I'm not saying they're going to be world beaters, but don't be surprised if they pull off a couple of shits and, and look like the Buffalo Bills of 2018, where it's like, oh, shit, I see it coming. With, you know, so just watch out for them. That's what I'm looking at, Steve. That's my, that's my, my sleeper team. What is up with Colts. that? I'm actually surprised you said that because it seemed like they always cherry-picking somebody from the team you hate. About maybe thirty miles from you, twenty miles from you, you know, with the, the collapsed highway, you know, they always picking guys from oh, that, cult, you know, from that organization to run the Colts. Oh. Is that? Is it? It's like a the Indianapolis Colts or a pipeline from the Philadelphia Eagles, man. Like, how, well, like I, I don't know what's the connection there, man. I have no idea, but it more, but I see a, a pipeline from. To the to the Eagles from the goddamn University of Georgia Bulldogs system, I know that. Right, right, right. That whole goddamn right. defense is here. <laughs> they, 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 I mean, these guys all know each other. They out there part. Listen, there's a bar down down in uh, South Philly that's famous for the, the Philadelphia Flyers. Every time they win, that shit packs up with flyers and. Fans and then, you know you got the you know obviously the banners and the colors all everywhere right 
okay? And then there's also Eagles Bar, which is on more of on the southwest side of the city. And all the Eagles will drop in there, and it's a sea of green and all of that kind of stuff. Well, mm-hmm. every one of them Georgia players has been hanging out in the Flyers Bar. And that shit's been packed ever since the night of the draft. And these fuckers are right now kings of the goddamn city. And that's why it would please me so much when I see them fall on their fucking faces and look absolutely ridiculous because they ain't winning this shit, bro. I'm going to say it right now. That's another prediction they're, they're I'm going to they're going to win the AFC South? Say again? They're going to win the AFC South, the Colts, you're saying? You're talking about the Colts, right? No, 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 I'm sorry. I, I was talking about the Eagles. I'm sorry. I was talking about the Eagles. Oh, the, the Eagles. The Eagles will not win, will not win the NFC. This is based on nothing other than my eternal sense that ever, everybody thinks they will be really great. They always turn out to be just fucking okay, especially since they got these two new coordinators. And whenever they are supposed to be just okay, they end up being really good. It's just the way they are. It's deep scarring from that Vince Young and, and um, Nambi Asawawa um, 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 acquisitions they had that year. They're not this, – this division hasn't had – our NFC East hasn't had a repeat winner in um, 15, almost 20, almost 20 years. And it's gonna happen again. They ain't winning. I just want every I want everybody out here, blue blue land, to know Eagles ain't winning our division. Just so you know. Okay, I had to get it out. Sorry, let that's me, my. That's so my let me rule. ask you. I think this coach, Manny Dawes, brought up the coach. Do you think they win the AFC show? Based on what they kind of have, they, their yeah. line is not very strong, not as strong as it was, but. What do you think about the Colts? Like, let's put it like this: Who wins? Is it it's the Jaguars and everybody else, or do you think the Colts is in that conversation? I think the Colts. I think the Colts are a lot closer than what than than, than what a lot of people are giving them credit for. Um, uh-huh. I think I think the Jaguars they'll be okay, uh, but I think the Colts are going to be giving them a run for their money. Um, hmm. I also see um, – I'm trying to go off the top of the head. So it's Colts, Jaguars. Who else is over there? Is that – Texans, um, Titans. The, the yeah, Texans that yeah. – um, I honestly, I honestly put the Texans – I honestly put the, the, the Colts. It's going to be – you know, it'll be one or two flip-flopping between the Jaguars and the Colts. And I think it'll be, okay. the Titans going to be third. It's going to be third no matter what. The Titans will be. Right. And then the Texans will be the Texans in the bottom. I I agree. Uh, Chris, what are your uh, thoughts on that? Thing. I agree. No, I, I, I agree the same way. I agree. I don't the, – the, the mystery team is, is Tennessee because you don't – I don't know exactly what they're doing, okay? I can see what the – I can actually see what the Texans are doing. I see the Colts very clearly – and there's where your new that's where your newfound rivalry is anyway, Jacksonville and Colts. Um, that's the dog fight. Uh, will they see whoever wins that that division is going to win nine games? That's how I look at it right now. Okay. Okay. And the dog fight will have to be fight. between between who's going to split the season series. And I just think. 
So I didn't look at their rosters. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't look at their schedules in, in terms of how they're going to flow. But I just mm-hmm. do know that the Colts have a new energy. I'm with Maddie Dogs there. They have. Uh, I, I have to give it. I'm sorry. I'm going to give it to the Colts, man. I, I, I think because especially when you bring um, Taylor back, and and I think he is in his last in his in his last year. And also their defense is looking looking kind of nice too. In, in terms of their linebacker core. I don't know much beyond that. I'm just more, because that's not my division, but I can, since I'm a dial football fan, I can actually see him from here. And I'm going to go with the Colts on that one, man. You want to bet a dollar? Put a dollar on it? You are on. You are on. <laughs> you are I on. I just don't see. I'm a big, hey, I'm a hey, big I need more of a No more than a dollar ten. I got you. <laughs> I bet, bet. No, no, because like if we look at the Jaguars, I don't want to deflect to the Jaguars because if we're talking division, I, knowing what Doug Peterson did with Trevor Lawrence okay. and that big comeback versus the Chargers, and they gave Kansas City a fight, I can't see how they're not, you know, optimistic of what they could do this season. I have not, you know, this is new territory for the Colts, even though on paper, you know, bringing right. a coach who's been around with the uh, with, with the uh, Chargers and, and the Eagles, uh, Jonathan Taylor's year. I mean, he has he's had um, good he has good uh, linemen in front of him. Um, they have some okay pieces at wide receiver. We talk about um, Alec Pierce and Pittman, but uh, I don't know, man. Defensively, they are good. I'll give you that. The defense is, is pretty solid, but I think I think Jaguars. I think there needs to be more tenure tenure. To go up against Jacksonville, I think Jacksonville is in the right spot where they got two wounded teams in the division. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think Tennessee is up to par this season. I don't think so. I think they're going to take a, definitely a couple of steps back. Uh, how do you feel? Got anybody right. else want to add to that? Um, I think, I think, unless Trevor Lawrence gets hurt or something like that, I, I think they, I think they got the nice pieces right now. To, you know, put together a good season. Hmm. I'm just in love. I think I'm probably starstruck right now because I'm in love with Anthony Richardson. Uh, I think that the, you know what? He has a Kobe work ethic going on right now at six four and two thirty two. I think he is um, got this little mental edge thing happening, and I think one of the other tangibles about that mental L, that mental um, thing is. Some of his people are down. Some of his people, his family, live in Jacksonville. That might be another little edgy thing for him because you know how football players mm-hmm. are. Manny Dawes wrote that extensively in his book about that little, once you get that little step, <laughs> that mental edge, just ain't no turning Man. back. It's fucking manic. <laughs> so, so I I don't know, Steve. I, I, I appreciate what, what, um, Doug Peterson's got going on with Trevor, who's one, who's, who's going to be a fantastic quarterback, and they're building that team up from the outside in. I like what's going on, but there's something about what the Colts are doing and how they have a new friggin' glow to them that I just got to cheer for, especially in the division where you don't have any, you know, rock'em sock'em robots out there, you know that. Like I said, you know, whoever wins that division is going to freaking probably win eight or nine games, dog. So, we'll I see. also like though. I also like the Atlanta Falcons 
I think we're going to see yes. that, that young quarterback from Cincinnati that they got. I can't remember his name right now. Yes. Riddle? Um, Riddle? Yes, Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Yes. Ritter. You know, I yes, think we're going to see him turn the corner, and, and B. John Robinson is going to be a great help to him. Mm-hmm. Look out. So, Look that's out. Gonna be, that's that's going to be a team to watch down there in the NFC South. I, that division is really up for grabs, right? The NFC South? Like, I yeah. I mean, you could literally wake up any day and just like, okay, the Saints is going to take it. Or uh, the Carolina Panthers might do something. Or the Falcons. Because, honestly, ever since Brady left, it was pretty much the Brady. last couple of years it's been Brady and then everybody else. And then oh yeah, before that, Breeze left, uh, Drew Breeze. That that yeah. division is really up in the air. I don't I honestly don't have a who, who do you got? I mean, I can't pick a team right now. I mean, I might have Ooh. to wait until I see opening day rosters to really come back to the NFC South. I, I That's it's too much up in the air for me, man. Um, I don't know who's a clear winner there either. Uh, I, I I'm definitely going to go ahead and say that I, I expect the Falcons to to make a, to to shift up a bit. But I also expect the Panthers to do a little something, man, even though I, I haven't said that in about four or five seasons. Um, you know, um, oh, boy. I don't even know where to start with that one. Uh, the NFC South. <laughs> I mean, just talking about how they got Miles Sanders. They're filling that running back void. They got a new head coach. They got an owner with deep pockets. So they're trying to yeah. do something. That, but they all are, man. I mean, uh, okay, all right. So let me see, let me think about this. Is this my? Oh, is it my turn? I don't know. I'm just talking out loud. Man. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. Go, go. I mean, go, go for it. For I, mean, um, I mean, they got a lot of guys. I, they don't have uh, a lot of guys. I don't have. I don't. From my top of my head, I don't remember looking at their salary numbers. Where there's a lot of overpaid guys. They yeah. had um, some some a lot of cap space. And maybe they don't even use it all this year or whatever. But if you're talking about a year to take advantage to get a playoff position, it, it would be this year because I don't think there's no clear cut, bare difference between all these teams in that division. Like they, That's like Shaq Thompson's That's... been on that team for a while. Derrick Brown and JC Horn. I mean, they got a, they got some nice pieces, but they're all underpaid, man. They they got guys. They have they have. A good salary situation, from what I remember. I don't, I don't, I haven't looked at the Falcons. So let me come back to you guys next time we do the show, and I'll look at the Falcons situation. The Saints is interesting because of um, what's his name, the Raider quarterback went there, right? What's his name? Derek um, Carr. Um, is it Carr? Yeah, yeah. Derek Carr. Right, about, right? right, 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 right. Yeah. So yeah, is he arguably um, in the, in that division? One, who, who's in the, who's the other quarterbacks in that division? Is Mayfield's yep. on, on Tampa, Bay, right? Uh, Desmond, yes. Well, no, no. Baker Mayfield went to. Um, where did he go? Who's the Buccaneers quarterback they, right now? I don't even know that. Oh, that's him. I'm sorry. That is Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he went there. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. You're right. You're right. Okay. You're right. He went there. So he, I guess he's by default the, the best quarterback in that division. I guess you want to you want to play it that way. Right now, um, hey, I guess. Um, let me see. You got you. You just talked about Derek Carr's with Saints. Desmond Ritter is going to show out in Atlanta. I think he's going to do all right. And Carolina, who the fuck Carolina got again? Oh, Bryce, they just got oh, the, they just Bryce Young, right? So, um, 
Yeah, so by default, I'm going to give that to Tampa Bay. But, you know, they are – them and and the, and, the, and New Orleans, I think they're in – I'm not going to say free fall, but they're, they're, in, they're going through the changes right now, man. I'm not going to give them that much yeah. love. I think the – I think Carolina will be competitive, and I gotta, I got I gotta go with Danny Dog there, man. I, I think Atlanta's on to something. I'm, I'm not gonna give them 12, 12 win world beaters or nothing like that, but you know, I, I think they can hang out a little bit. You know, I mean, look, they got, look, you still got offensively, you still got Dejon Robinson, you're gonna have Drake, Drake London, you're gonna have Kyle Pitts. That's one of that's that's one of the best trios in the NFL right there. You know. All Desmond Ritter has to do is be like Alex Smith light. You know what I mean? And, you know, the veterans added to the defense means that the fans don't have to see one of the fucking worst defensive units again that I, that we've ever seen. Um, the escape salary cap held, just like you said, Steve. I think I think Atlanta's going to like that division up, man. I don't, I don't have I any. I would say bright, real. Yeah, that is. So, so if we had to rank the quarterbacks, you're going to put you're going to put Desmond Ritter over Bryce Young. As oh, we ranking the quarterback, direct that direct question for that for that, that for that division. You mean Whole, wholeheartedly for the whole division? For the whole division, yeah, I'm yeah, going to put Baker Mayfield there. Right now, Baker Mayfield's better than Derek Carr. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, about he will be. No, no, yeah, I'm I, have, I disagree. Okay. I don't. I don't no, think no, 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 no. I, I say Derek Carr is the you, best let me quarterback. Tell you, let, me tell you, let me explain. Now Derek Carr can run that offense out there. He's got a Chris Olave out there. I don't know if Michael Thomas yeah. is going to be the same guy. I don't know about that. But right. he has a chance to win because Alvin Kamara is probably coming back with with a vengeance, being that he got he's going his, his suspension is going to get rescinded. So that I'm going to give New Orleans a little bit of love there. But their defense is not. I'm not in love with it. Okay, so that's not exact. Okay, okay. Now going back to the Falcons again. You just said it, Steve. They had the freedom to finally spend, and they used their money effectively to reshape their roster. You know, they got they got some veterans on their defense. I think what's going to happen is if the offense, if the if the defense is formidable, and the offense stays. Okay, I I might have to backtrack because now I'm looking at and I'm thinking about what happened. What happens? <laughs> yeah, because you know what? Because I'm thinking about because they both play each other late man. in the season. No, 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 no. They play each other late in the season. I'm looking at this shit right, right now, and I'm going, okay, what is it going to look like by then? Okay, right. so, yeah, so I'm going I'm to I'm backtrack. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to give it to Derek Carr because I don't know what Desmond Ritter is going to look like in week 12. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be right surprised, now. though. Right now, I'm going to tentatively, tentatively give it to Derek Carr. But I wouldn't be surprised uh, uh, if Riz Ritter is going to if 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 uh, Rizal, wait, Rizal Robinson, whatever his name is, if he Bijan, mm-hmm. if he has a year, we're going to see Desmond mm-hmm. Ritter thrive. Remember what he did when he had two running backs in Cincinnati? Oh, he played yes, I do. extremely well. And Bijan mm-hmm. is a game changer, man. He is every bit of an athlete as as maybe Saquon, just not as big. Maybe maybe just as big. Maybe I'm not sure how big mm-hmm. he is. 
but but he's a freakish athlete that can help a young quarterback more than anything is a run game. So I could see if if Bijan comes out roaring, I could see by the end of the year Desmond edging Derek Carr. But for right now, if I if I'm picking a QB out of that division, Derek Carr is still in it. But Baker Mayfield be dead last to me. I'm watching him throw. Kind of, I've seen some, some highlights of him throwing in camp. Uh, that dude, I think he hit a, 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 a paper boy that was outside of the gate. He threw one ball that hit a fire hydrant. Uh, he, threw, he threw another ball that was intercepted by a golden retriever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's not looking good, man. That, I would I would give him a a, a, a traffic test every day because he he throwing like he's drunk. But you know what? Then again, I'm thinking I'm thinking y'all. Ritter has had the benefit of being in Arthur Smith's offense for a year now, and he's yep. had a full off season of reps. Okay, and like I just told y'all, he's clearly the division's most talented group of skill players. So it's easy right now for me to make an argument based on expectations and a roster around him that Ritter's set up for the most success. I just don't know what he's going – again, I just superstitious about this. I don't know what he's going to look like in week 12 and 13 yet because, mm-hmm. let's admit it, Atlanta's still on the come-up. They're still on the come-up. They're still, they're still working it. So, I, I, you know, so, I don't haven't followed the Carolina Panthers closely in the off season, but just thinking about how what NFL teams do, they throw these guys in right away. Bryson, we've seen a lot of him in college, like literally every week. They're on every every damn week. Is he starting right away? Or are they going to go with? Um, is Andy Dalton still there? Or like, are they going to go that route? Or because this owner, he's kind of like really hands on. Uh, that hedge fund owner that they got in Carolina. Do you think who, Bryce who, Young? Because he's talking, got oh, Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. Carolina? Yeah. Who, does he start or uh, bearing injury? Because I know he's they're trying to preserve because he's more of a shorter quarterback. But you know he's got some. I would think some veteran wide receivers he could work with. Like the guy from Minnesota left. Uh, Thielen is with them, and I don't know if he makes the team still or that. Is that decent possessive receiver for him to throw to? And the guy from Jacksonville went there. Uh, Chark. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on the timeline for uh, Young? A high draft pick? Team needs to sell seats? What do you think? Well, oh, oh it's good. Many dogs, you going to say something? Sorry, bro. Yeah, no, man. It's just, I, I, Bryce Young, um, he, I think he's going to have a, a, a late surge, but I think he's going to struggle very soon. Yeah. Well. I think yeah, he's going to struggle. I agree. He's got to get used to the one. Mean, the size, the size and speed of the game is just different. I know he was at Bama. I know he played for the NFL, but but you know Bama, they say is the most NFL like team. But the problem yeah, is that means right. you're playing against defenses that are not NFL like. So you have that right. size advantage over the other teams. Now when he starts seeing that equal size on the opposite side of the ball. And he's seeing mm-hmm. these moving defenses. I, I, you know, I, I just I have yet to be convinced about an Alabama quarterback. I okay, just, I agree. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Now, like, like well, when is it? Yeah. Like Tua had maybe a chance. Everybody's saying Hurts. Hurts went to Oklahoma. He started at Bama, but he ended up going to Oklahoma and played better at Oklahoma, um, which is a quarterback-friendly system. So I think that was the best thing Hurts could have done. So give me a true blue Alabama running back that came to the league and tore it up. Alabama running back uh, or quarterback? Quarterback. 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 I, yeah, I can't. Tore it up? I can't think of one. Uh, yeah. They, they had some quarterbacks to come through. They had to have at least one, right? Tore it up? No, bro. Joe 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 no. There you go. Joe Damon. Name it, right? Joe Damon. Yeah, Joe, yeah. Right. <laughs> Did you say Joe Damon? Teddy Stable. Teddy Stable. It counts. Teddy Stable. It counts. It counts. <laughs> Listen, man. He's another one. Okay, let, let me let me Next let me rephrase that. This millennium. <laughs> okay, okay. Nah, there ain't there hasn't been one. That's the only thing. So Jalen Hurts doesn't count. Right. I mean, he was there like four years. It seemed right. Wasn't he there like most, like how many years he was there? Two, three he years. Two years. He was there two years. Uh, two years. So he. I mean, he was on the And then he got benched in his national title game. In the national Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right, right. So he started two years. He started his sophomore, junior year, got benched his junior year, went to Oklahoma his senior Oklahoma. year. Yeah. Right. right, right, right. Um, so Tua took, that's a Tua took his job at halftime. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's yeah. in the league. That's there. That. there isn't one, right? I don't think there isn't one. And that that school usually produces anything else but that. Like they got linebackers. That's what I'm and saying. Listen, and I know back. Steve gonna hate me for this one too. Really, Steve, you gonna hate me for this one too? But Ohio State got the same kind of reputation. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's I, I, I always, I, mean, that's I always true. said that one. <laughs> I always said that. One. Oh yeah, I get these quarterbacks. But you know what? other question though. But ask your other question, though. Look, if you look at the Carolina roster, they've got clear issues in the secondary, and they don't yeah. have an established number one option on that season anyway. So Frank Wright, who's a quarterback kind of head coach, he's coming in there, right? And mm-hmm. Bryce Young, he's, he's talented, but he's used to having, like, the best receivers on the field. And he's able to create all these, you know, consistent pocket, you know, positive plays and buy time in the pocket. Ah, you know, I don't know, Steve. And and then he, you know, it, this this offense is going to be very inconsistent as he adjusts to the next level. So you're right, Danny Dog. This is going to be. Yeah. It's going to be. Uh, I don't well, know. You're right, I, man. Just, I agree. The expectation should be in for. for should not be high for him in year one, man. Not now. Not now. I mean, he struggled against the Georgia defense. Half them dudes are on the Eagles now the last two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as, are they playing each other this year? <laughs> Is Philly playing each other? I Carolina? hope not. <laughs> yep. Don't play no, them. Because so he's going to have a learning curve, man. He's not going to have to take – you know, he's got he's to take these hits to the next level. They ain't going to hit him like they did in the SEC. So I don't know. I'm not – He's got the skills, but I don't know if he got the right squad yet, man. I can't really buy that yet. And I know we're running Not out yet. of time because since you were bringing it up, like, you know, quarterbacks, like, you know, we talked about the AFC South earlier. What about CJ right. Stroud in uh, Houston, man? What's up? I mean, you, you, Manny brought up the Ohio State uh, quarterback. That's, that's your squad, man. That's, that's your squad. That's my, my dude. My dude's going to have a rough time, too. 
before that took like a, a fucking terrible beating from his ass. He's never he was never the same fighter afterwards. And when when Bug got got to, um, got around to fighting him, he didn't he wasn't the same fighter. So it was it's hard to Crawford kind of played it safe. He stayed out of range. He didn't take any chances. It was boring to watch. Uh, I, look, I, I don't look. I, I don't know what to say about this gentleman except that I can't bet against Bug. Okay, I don't know how he's going to fight him on on the was it twenty ninth of July, right? Because yep. the way Bug, Bug is talking, it's like, it's like he wants to plant his feet and throw down. But and that would be risky for Bud to do that because the last time he tried fighting like that, he got dropped and he got hurt by that guy with that long name I can't pronounce. You know, Cavillius or Cavillacus or whatever his name was. And he's not built to fight Spencer's type of fight. And he's at, at, he's 36 and he's too goddamn old to start doing it like that. Okay? Now, Spencer's talking about he's going to break him and, you know, he's not going to reel me in and bring me to the bank, you know, and all that bullshit. But I also think that Bud is more tactical than Spencer. Spencer fights like we're on emotion, whereas, whereas, Bug has his own. How do you want to call that? He ha- he has his own playbook that he that he that he that he doesn't scare away from. I just can't see him losing this century. I see somehow. I'm not going to call it yet, as far as my prediction. But I do know that there is no way that Bug will be out outpointed here. And I also don't see him falling. If you don't get if you don't get Bud, and you, nobody has ever. If you don't get him before the fifth round, you ain't going to win this fight, dog. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I think this shit goes the distance, man. I, I don't – man, I like both of them. It's, it's, I'm trying to not be biased to one because I like both styles. And Manny's right with the back and forth between the southpaw and, and, and the unorthodox style that he does, man. Um, but I am also a fan of Spence when he especially did to Kel Brook. Now, I know Kel Brook lost to um, – uh, Triple G and with that one eye, and I remember watching that fight. He went to England. Oh yeah, and took Kells Brooks. That, that shit was impressive. I love that man. Yeah. So I remember and, that. And I was at that Spence Porter fight years ago. So, um, it, but yeah, but yeah. but Crawford handled Porter better than that. Um, <laughs> and then even going back years ago when he took uh, Ndongo's belt at 140, that was impressive. That was a knockout. Um, yeah. Listen. I need more time. Yeah, I got to. I got to see the. I got to see the training. I got to see the. Follow them. Yeah, uh, the videos. I got to see more about it. I, 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 Steve, I can't make a decision. Steve, right now. it ain't gonna work. Steve, you not gonna find nothing in the training. Both these boys is dogs. They taking this fight yeah. serious as hell. I'm telling you, we are looking at a possible Leonard trilogy. This might be a trilogy, man. A this could end up being it's a true. trilogy. Got you. Yeah, it's good for the bag for their bag. So yeah. Hundred percent. I can see it. And, and yeah. I don't I, think a loss hurts either one of them. No. And that's the problem, Chris. No. Do we talk about that on air? We said that behind the scenes. I, that's the issue with the sport because of Mayweather. Is that old, Benny? You already know. Oh. Somebody yeah. said it best. Mayweather. They got to the point. Oh. Cats been ducking each other for years because of the O and the and that L column. It's not like what it was back yeah. in the day. Like you could you could be a prideful dude, five six losses and respectable because you came back, you overcame. That was the, the thing. Like you overcame your loss, and man, that's why you was the greatest. But these cats said, "No, man, this is why they ain't been ducking each other, man." It's the, the nah, zero. Yeah, the here's, my, here's my here's my thought on that. 
Like, I love Mayweather, man. I think he's one of the greatest fighters ever, right? But when you look at a guy like Tiafimo, who lost, oh, yeah. came back, and is undisputed. Again, he's a two-time, two-division, undisputed yeah. champion. He's special. That, who cares about that loss at this point? Nobody think about that loss. Right. You're looking at a two-time right, right, right. I don't know how many right. undisputed Floyd got. I don't think Floyd yeah, got I know, undisputed. Right. I think Floyd That's got true. some championships, but did Floyd ever clean out a division? Maybe not since Baby Boy Floyd? They, I, you know, sometimes I can't stand Manny Dogs, man. He takes my fucking comments, man, and steals them <laughs> shit. You know, he he fucking does that. I was getting ready to say, go go Google uh, the go Google the um the 1971 top ten of the heavyweights. And after Ali, you ain't gonna see nothing about but about seven or eight Hall of Fame fighters, and Ali beat every one of these guys: Frazier, mm-hmm. Bugner, Henry Cooper, George Foreman, Ron Lyle, just. Clean the entire blackout, and that's and how they did it back then. That's what I'm saying. Like if you look now, at, or even when you look at, let's look at the lightweight divisions: Leonard, Hearns, Duran, Hagler. Yeah. Oh, they mm-hmm. all had Let's losses. Go. They, yeah, yeah. They all Absolutely. had losses. Absolutely. That's right. You know what I mean? The, the, the way they move business is different. With all the losses, Sugar Ray Leonard has. That makes him not one of the greatest ever to live. You got to be out your mind. And, and you, this you, you, you gotta, you're going to have a hard time convincing me that Floyd beats a prime Sugar Ray. Hey, you no argument for me. You're going to have a hell of a time convincing me that. And, and, oh. and, that's the, and that's the reason why the sport has a problem, because this is why UFC could come on, literally seems like every other Saturday, put on prize pay-per-view fights anywhere in the world. You could have a guy like Daniel Cormier losing to Bones Jones, and he could still be revered one of the greats, because he comes back and wins. Like, that's what the yep. sport, the boxing, is missing. Because that old factor, man, that business shit. Yeah. But, hey, at least we got one, though. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing with that, though. Here's with that, Steve. That's because there's only one promoter in UFC. Right, right. It's regulated Mm -hmm. to one guy. Yep. Yep. There's only one guy running the whole thing. That's a a trade-off. Yeah. Well, well, well. There's only one. Well, well, the thing is, well, yeah. It's it's really UFC is a league because there's different MMA circuits, but they're the biggest one. Where boxing is kind of like. Different promoters. It's, yeah, it is structured differently. You're right. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, I, 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 I don't want to wrap up. All right, Justice. In that conference, I want to say another R.I.P. Uh, Ray Lewis's son, Ray Lewis the third. Uh, he 28 years old. He he passed away today. So. Oh man. Uh, oh man. I don't know. Yeah, it's just that's that's a heartbreaker. I don't know exactly why, but that's what the big news is. So. Wow. Really, oh, that's really, heartbreaking. Really, condolences with matters. So. That's heartbreaking. But gentlemen, this has been a spirited, this is one of the better dialogues you will ever. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Bleed Blue Show, the great Steve Azul, Manny Dog. Uh, let me tell you, this is one of the great, great dialogues that you will enjoy. I hope you fucking do do, do do that. Do, do listen to it, I should say, for the past 90 minutes. Um, 
let's see, we could be found everywhere, social media, Facebook, Instagram, um, everywhere, YouTube, Podcast Republic, iTunes, Stitcher Apps, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, everywhere. Check us out on our fan, um, Facebook pages, The Bleed Blue Show. Check out Steve, Steve um, Unfiltered. Check out the Stakeholder Spotlight. Check out the Knickerbocker Avs show. That was yesterday. You'll enjoy that, too. Check out the Ranger Proud show for, with, with, the, um, with the New York Rangers on Empire Sports Media, Forever Blue Shirts, and Ranger Proud on, on Facebook and everything else. The Yankees Bleed Blue show as well. That's on Mondays. And that's what we do here. <laughs> so, hey, Steve, I guess we'll let them know whenever we get back, man, what's, what's what. But um, that's, yep, we'll, that's we'll, what it is. You can check yeah. out the archives, and we'll be here. All right. Sounds good, guys. Okay, right, close the show. I'm done. See you, pal. All right, y'all. Sangre Azul. Can you dig it? Sangre Azul. We out. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue.